0: Deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors Podcast. Brought to you by Texas Fishing Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. I'm your host, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, author, outdoor writer, videographer, blogger, speaker, and podcaster. And I'm so excited that you took the opportunity to download our show today or stream it however you're listening and wherever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really excited about today's show as I am every show because we always bring you some of the best information about Texas and even nationwide information about um, different things that affect us all in the outdoors, and uh, whether you're hunting, fishing, hiking, camping, whatever the case may be. So a couple of housekeeping notes before we get started with the show today. If you would please take the opportunity to rate the show and give us a review on itunes stitcher radio Podbean, bean fm player however you're hearing us and wherever you're hearing us from whatever format you're hearing us from especially iTunes because that helps us get seen by more people and the show gets downloaded by more people we get to help more people have fun in the outdoors it's kind of a great um, a great thing I just did a big blast on social media about the podcast basically uh, advertising that, that we're here and that we're not going anywhere and uh, we're we're also wanted to see if uh, people would give us a five star rating and a positive review on uh, wherever you hear us from so especially iTunes if you can do that that would be great and we would really appreciate you doing so Today we're going to talk a little bit about um, the August issue of Texas Fishing Game and I have Chester Moore with me again today as my guest as I did in the last show. And we're going to talk in detail about things such as sharks, uh, tarpon, and the Vibrio bacteria. And so those are just some of the different high points that we hit on in this show and we have a lot of fun with this. I love doing this show just about more than I love doing anything and um, I, I'm just so glad that you took the opportunity to download and listen to the show. So here is my interview with Chester Moore. Well, I'm joined on the phone today with editor in chief of Texas Fishing Game magazine Chester Moore. Chester, how you doing today, sir?
1: Man, I'm doing good. I am actually standing out in the great outdoors, wishing I was on the lake fishing, but talking in the great outdoors on Texas Fishing Game podcast, that's a pretty close second.
0: That's a pretty close second. You're still talking about the outdoors yeah. at least, right?
1: Doing good and um, you know, pretty excited about the August issue being out, you know. Um we believe all of our issues are good, but I think this has got a lot of really interesting stuff in it for the people who are either listening or, uh, excuse me, checking out the digital version or they're looking at the classic print edition. There's some pretty cool stuff in there, you know.
0: Yeah, I think so too. The cover of it, especially, is um, is pretty entertaining. The tarpon in Texas, which I thought was a pretty cool cover this uh, this year or this month.
1: Yeah, you know the peak the peak tarpon time on the Texas coast is actually from about mid-July till about middle of September. So August falls right in the dead middle of that window. And there are productive tarpon fisheries, which a lot of people really don't think much about, uh, in Port Mansfield, um, around the jetties, in the, in the near shore gulf, um, in Port O'Connor, uh, Matagorda area, Port Aransas. I've actually casted tarpon down there at the Port Aransas jetties. And also between High Island and Galveston Island, where some of the biggest tarpon on the whole Gulf Coast live, it's not. We don't have as numerous of tarpon populations as Florida, but we do have a you know a fairly healthy tarpon population. So that story is basically about nearshore access to tarpon and also nearshore access to some other jumpers, which are blacktip and spinner sharks. A lot of fun to catch, a lot of interest in that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how the average guy with maybe a john boat or a kayak or a small bay boat can get into some hardcore fishing action
0: that's awesome so when you say you've cast for tarp and you're actually sight casting is that what i'm hearing
1: yeah we were to uh excuse me we were at the porter ransas jetties this was back in like 2006 and uh, nicole McKibben, who worked for the magazine was in the boat with us and we were with uh, robert shearer he used to own american rodsmiths and uh we were fishing the jetties for trout looking for trout, and. I see these weird-looking fins, it's a, it's a long back fin of a tarpon coming out of the water. Huh. Uh, and I'm like, what in the world is that? And I realized, I so saw a flash of silver. oh, my, it's tarpon. So we passed for like 20 minutes, at them, would hit nothing. Nicole finally got one of them to hit on the top water, and it hit, and it jumped, and it, you know, it telewalked walked for a second. It was gone. Wow. Um, I've also had a tarpon on my line right out about uh, two miles west of the Sabine Jetties in the surf before in a boat uh got into a school of them had one on my line for about 10 or 15 seconds and um so i'm a kind of sorry tarpon fisherman they're fascinating creatures and it's something we're just trying to bring our readers and all of our listeners and everyone who engages texas fishing and gain some information on how they can score on something that maybe they don't have to take a trip before to
0: talk about a hard fighting fish right
1: yeah i mean a notoriously hard to hook fish they're extremely extremely bony mouths you right. know and a lot of guys when they when they pursue them with live or cut bait, you use big circle hooks trying to hook that fish in the corner of the mouth so they don't get, uh, you know, they have a good shot getting that fish and bringing it in. So notoriously hard to catch fish called the Silver King. And plus the story we talk about, if you're tarpon fishing, you're going to encounter sharks. And, you know, catching those big sharks on a fairly light tackle can be just as exciting. And, you know, spinner sharks and black tips, of course, and near shore shark species, even be caught in the bay systems wow. are uh awesome tail walkers, and we'll put on some pretty acrobatic displays. I'll never forget being in a rig one time and seeing a seagrass uh, sargasm, a whole probably mile-long stretch of it come in. And in front of it were spinner sharks literally jumping out of the water, free jumping, uh, oh spinning in the air up to about 8 or 10 feet in the air. It was just one of those incredible sights. It just makes me marvel at God's creation, and the opportunities that we have right here on the Texas Gulf Coast
0: oh that's wonderful man i mean what a story what a sight to see
1: yeah and there's another story in the mag that we're pretty excited about it's called encounter with the white buffalo and uh had an incredible incredible opportunity to um encounter a white buffalo doing one of our wild wishes uh when we were out at uh at the wild ranch you know headquarters out in in kerrville area but um the story is not just about that. It's also about the history of the buffalo in Texas and how Texas Parks and Wildlife has a rare remnant of a specific genetic of buffalo in Caprock Canyons. And how a Texas rancher and hunter gathered remaining bison herd that was decimated by the war on the Indian tribes and all the market hunting that had happened, to save the buffalo. So the story's the white buffalo is the introduction, but the real heart of the story is how bison have come back even in the state of Texas. And it's a it's a cool little spray on on that stuff you know
0: that's awesome man what an awesome story yeah it's a lot of it's a it was pretty cool you know it's just one of those encounters because we had kids
1: with us and it was a dream come true for me but also i love the bison story so we, we really like in our texas outdoor nation section to engage things that are uniquely texan and this this genetic of the state bison herd is a uniquely texas genetic of uh of the bison and it's a uniquely Texan story because a Texan saved the bison in North America.
0: Absolutely, and I mean that's what what better story than that? I mean that's great.
1: Yeah, conservation means wisely using our resources. You right. know, it doesn't mean just decimating and wiping things out. It means harvesting, killing stuff at a level where you can sustain the herd. renewable resources. Like you plant a tree, you know, you're gonna you plant a tree, but you can plant uh, that harvest that tree and take its seed and plant another tree. And so that's kind of what renewable resources in both the hunting and fishing side of things. And that's why we've been successful in America. And that's why we haven't had any hunted species of game in the last 100 years go extinct. So um, it's because we are promoting sustainable resources, you know.
0: And I, I we've talked about this, you and I have before, even species like the Axis deer, you know, native to India, and the black buck native to India, you know. Um, the Well, let's see, the, the Axis buck is native to India, isn't it? Am I right? Yeah, India okay, and Pakistan. Black, and black
1: okay. buck as well,
0: yeah. Uh, black buck. I mean, they're, they're larger populations in some degrees here in Texas than there are in their native homeland. Is that right?
1: Yeah, and that's true. You're talking about the number one prey item of um, tigers in India is the cheetle which we call the Axis deer. Right. Um, and there are more here. There are more dad here in Texas than there are in northern Africa. Yes, I was going to just bring the that up Dama gazelle would be extinct without the exotic hunting industry. Um, and so there's a lot of great things to celebrate there. And, you know, we had talked uh, briefly about sharks a minute ago, but we're talking about sustainable things. Uh, we had an article in the July issue. I want to touch on just for a second because of the newsworthy relevance of this about great whites in the Gulf of Mexico. Right. Our group called O Search is um, actually tagging great whites in the Atlantic with satellite transmitters and finding out that they're moving. Some of them are moving into the Gulf. And wow. uh, Costa, the Sunglass Company, is is doing a really cool project where they're producing certain merchandise that is benefiting that great white and that shark research by O Now, we'll probably have more information on that in the next podcast, but. If you haven't checked it out, go to O O-search, horg and learn about the amazing work being done. And Costa is a big part of supporting that, uh, and the amazing work being done with Great White Sharks. And, and this is helping us find out about Great Whites right in the Gulf of Mexico.
0: Right in our backyard.
1: Yeah, literally. So it's a cool thing, and I've been writing about great White through the Gulf for 11 years. I just saw my first article I wrote about, and people said I was crazy. Now we know I'm not. <laughs> oh, I might be a little bit crazy, but I'm completely. But as scary as the great white is to people, a much, much bigger, and to me, far scarier threat is something called Vibrio.
0: Yes, and you yeah. talk about this vibrio, on your radio show, right? The Vibrio yeah, virus. Yeah, I'm
1: more outdoors. I, I've addressed this. I've written articles in the past, and Vibrio is um, also called flesh eating bacteria. It can enter you through a wound and can literally eat your flesh away. Uh, it can kill you. Um, it, it can be uh, eaten like you eat raw oysters. You get it through eating raw oysters.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: and it's insidious because what happens is it builds up and it, 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 it's a present all over the place. Highest concentrations are during warm and hot periods where you have higher salinity levels. So in the Gulf of Mexico, those areas along the beachfront.
0: Um, so, Chester, that's like right are, now, right? I mean, that's like a hot topic yeah, right we're now. In, we're okay. in like a
1: peak period for this. Sure. And there have been a couple of Texans that uh, we know have verified, contracted this through open wounds this year, and it didn't turn out good. But be very cautious with your children swimming at the beach, wade fishing. It's not worth it if there's some kind of a wound you can contract, vibrio because – You can see a fin coming, (laughs) you can't see the Vibrio enter, and um, it's a whole lot scarier than the the, the very remote possibility of encountering with jaws,
0: you know, so. Wow, and so you're saying the best idea for, you know, keeping from contracting this is to have some hand hand sanitizer on board with you to uh, clean that wound if you get one, right?
1: Yeah, peroxide, peroxide, hand sanitizer, you know, something, alcohol, something to clean it out as soon as you get, you know, if you cut yourself. And then if you have any extreme pain or start seeing any swelling or something, get immediately to a doctor.
0: Right, right. I'm just... not a doctor.
1: This is just stuff that I've talked to different experts that recommend. You can find different stuff online. But make sure just use common sense. But the main thing is avoiding a problem. Right. You gotta, if you have an open cut, don't mess with it.
0: Right. Take precaution.
1: Yeah, you got to take precaution because the great outdoors is too fun to mess up. But these things, just be cautious. We want to we give you the information not only how to catch fish and Shoot ducks and hunt deer and boat hunt and everything else. We want to also keep it safe out there in the great outdoors.
0: Oh, that's great, Chester. That's great. Um, and I, I agree. That's been the whole goal of this podcast is just to, um, you know, make sure everybody has fun, stay safe. And as I end this podcast, every time I always say have an awesome day in the outdoors. And, uh, that's kind of my sign off line. And I mean, that's the, that's the whole purpose of what we're trying to do is bring some highlights to what we do in hunting and fishing and, um, and those kind of things. So, yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, there's a lot of good stuff going on. Something I'm going to throw a shameless plug for in here is uh, that we have a new video series at FishGame.com this week, starring yours truly. It's called Department of Wilds. Yes. And it is encounters with wildlife of Texas, from the woods to the Panhandle to the Gulf Coast to the bays and the lakes, everywhere. And it's explaining the in-depth information on wildlife uh, from things like snake safety, to things like uh this week's debut. We want to help you understand why you use a certain kind of lure, why you hunt on certain days. And this is called the gate width
0: factor. Have
1: you ever heard of the gate width factor, Dustin?
0: Until watching your video, no sir, I have not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of the weird stuff that Chester dredges up. You know, yeah. My this is good. kind of X my X file side of the hunting and fishing world, right? I
0: love it. Um
1: but what it is is science say if the gate width factor is they how they determine how big of a prey a largemouth bass will eat. How wide their mouth is, gaping open, is the size prey that they will, that they will eat.
0: Right. And what happens
1: is, we'll have to let you watch the video. Make sure you go to fishgame.com, but we'll just give you this tip. If you use it one of those, like, you know, 10-inch swim baits, right, you might think, that's insane. But what you're doing is you're eliminating smaller bass from striking it. Right. Bass, okay? And you're going to increase your chances of catching the bigger one if you eliminate the small. And that's really the secret if there's any kind of secret at all behind that, uh, but the gate width factor determines some of the things that the um, the bass will eat, and it gives a scientific explanation of why big giant baits are um, are sometimes necessary to produce you know to produce the bass of a lifetime. So, and I have you have to watch the video to see my toads in the video. If you've <laughs> never seen a two pound toad, and that's, that's a face, huge toad. A yeah. If you've never seen a two pound literally two pound toad, go watch the video, fishgame dot com. But um you know a lot of good stuff going on. And um the Texas Outdoor Nation is roaring into uh the late summer period where everything's happening from carping action to um we're having, you know, dove season and chill season are coming up and right after that the archery only season for white tails and a lot of cool stuff happening in the outdoors and uh, we're just honored to be able to bring us your podcast here has been a been a a fun thing at the website and to be able to bring a magazine every month
0: yeah that's great and i mean the one thing i wanted to mention on the texas outdoor nation is that it's uniquely texas it's a new section of the magazine that started back in may is that right the may issue yeah the May.
1: yeah in our 34th uh you know, I think it's our thirty fourth anniversary, thirty second anniversary.
0: Yeah, right of of publication. So that's a great thing. And I mean, I love it. I love to read it every month and flip to it and see what's in there because we talk about things such as the YO Ranch or the, um, you know, whatever's uniquely Texas and uh, some of the different. Yeah, things. Yeah, we had a thing
1: about uh, alligators, yes. um, and how that people don't realize the size of that. And some of the thing behind that. So it's trying to get people. This month there's a great one of the great Texas legendary outdoor writer Steve Lamascus on advanced reloading and some yes. of, the, some of the, the calibers that he's messed with on his various adventures in Texas. So it's very Texas-flavored. We're either going to have some kind of a Texas writer that can only be born and live in the state of Texas writing it, or we're going to have something so uniquely Texas it's going to blow your mind. So right. God bless, and everybody out there, stay wild.
0: Well, as usual, that was another good interview, and I love having Chester on the podcast because he is just a ray of hope and light and sunshine and laughter and, and everything. Uh, he's our you know, humble editor-in-chief of Texas Fishing Game, but he's just a great guy, and I really love having him on the show and uh, love doing what we do on the podcast together. So again, as I said earlier in the beginning of the show, please go and rate our show if you like what you hear. Um, Feel free to email me through the website if you like what you hear, or if you have any questions or things you'd like for us to cover on the podcast in the future, we've got a great staff of people here at Texas Fishing Game come up with something good. We're going to be broadcasting this show every Thursday, every other Thursday right now, Um, every two weeks, so bi-monthly, twice a month, uh, on Thursdays, just to give people an opportunity to prepare for the weekend and get ready for, uh, their hunting, fishing, outdoor camping, hiking, whatever kind of trip that they're taking. And, uh, just have some good information from this show to help them go out and do that. Uh, go out and do just that. So my thoughts again are, um, stay healthy, you know, uh, definitely take the advice that we give you on the Vibrio bacteria and, um you know the information that we give you on all the all the precautionary things to do you know take heed to that and uh, just just go out there and have a great time in the outdoors you know that's our whole humble uh approach with this podcast is just uh getting out there and uh enjoying all that god's outdoors have to offer us so thank you so much again for tuning in thank you so much for checking out the show if it's your first time thank you so much for hanging in with us and have an awesome day in the outdoors